2: Good morning, Rutherford County. I have Mr. Zane Cantrell, and we've got some good news. Of course, we're talking about bees, but we've got some bad news, too. And I am totally um, lost, because as long as I was in law enforcement, I don't ever remember beehives being stolen in Rutherford County. It may have happened, and maybe... People just didn't report it, but uh, it, it, it just doesn't seem reasonable for people to go out and steal beehives with everything that's concerned uh, with the hive and drive off and people not be able to recognize it. Or I, my, my first thought is, why in the world would they do that, Zane?
1: Well, good morning, Truman. Good morning, Rutherford (laughs) County. And you're exactly right. We've got some good news and we've got some bad news. It it is unheard of uh, for what we're hearing that's going on in law enforcement now in the way of stealing hives, complete grown hives. And that it's just amazing. I guess, you know, I said to you, how low can a person get? Yeah. And this is about as low as you can get yeah. to pull up late at night and take those honeybees away from what they're used to, where they're used to gathering nectar, where they're used to uh, uh, having a, uh, their whole life stood upside down. And that that's not really good for the bees it's not good for the person that's uh, stealing them, and trying to sell. I assume they are trying to sell them, but then you take those bees, Truman, and you put them out here somewhere else. Then they've got to acclimate themselves to their new environment. Yeah, that's a whole new thing for them. So uh, I don't know if these people that are doing that uh, realize what they're doing. I assume they do, and. Uh, It just seems like we've had a rash of these things going on here lately.
2: Now, you can actually trace a hive, can't you? Kind of. Yes. Because uh, I don't know. uh, How, how if the Sheriff's Department, and I think this is where most of it, of course, would be going on out in the county and not inside the city, but... uh, um, What kind of knowledge would a deputy or a a detective, whatever, that's working for a law enforcement agency, how would they be able to follow up on something like that? Well,
1: one thing that that someone could do, if they're being resold here, first of all, any time that you're buying bees, they have to be certified. Mm-hmm. as being able to—they've uh, to, been inspected, and they've got to uh, have a stamp with them yeah. that's on the hive that these bees have been inspected, and they are free of any disease. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that anybody, if, if you're being asked to buy bees, that's the first thing you need to do is ask to see uh, the certification— that yeah. these bees have been inspected, and that sh- inspection should have been taken place this year, not last year, or year before. Mm-hmm. So there's a specific way of knowing. Uh, like if somebody come to me and said, uh, uh, "I've got some bees to sell," first thing I'm going to ask them, "Do you have certification to sell these bees?" Yeah. And uh, if they don't have it, you know exact. You know there's something wrong. So write the, write the uh, number down on their car, their license number, and turn that in to the sheriff's department and let them follow up on it. So, uh, but I suspect what's going on now, I don't know, but I would just think that these people that are stealing bees here in a whole hive yeah. here in Rutherford County are going to some other county and selling them, and maybe even out of state. But that also brings another uh, problem uh, for the whoever is stealing them. Mm-hmm. If you go out of state, boy, you're in big-time trouble. If you go out of state and try to sell bees, say bees coming from Tennessee, yeah, that's a whole different uh Uh, problem that you're getting into. So these people that are doing that may not realize that they're in a heap of trouble, a whole lot of trouble by uh, stealing bees and trying to resell them.
2: Are are there specific laws that uh, would try to prevent people from going to state to state with bees, because I, I know that bees are so important uh, yeah. to our lives, yeah. and, and there's so many uh, different health things that can occur that maybe um, having bees in your area yeah. can prevent, and 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 also you know the the food that uh, we gather mm-hmm. a lot of times. Would not be able to be done without the bees
1: Well here's the big thing about that If, if I order a package of bees yeah. for example uh, Usually some years I'll order some Some years I don't But it, mm-hmm. usually I'll go over to Lebanon and pick them up yeah. These people who have bought them They go, they go to uh, either Florida or Georgia And they buy them Mm-hmm. And they are certified. They have a sticker on them, on yeah. the package, that these bees are certified to be able to cross state lines. So that's another different level of mm-hmm. protection that we have. You can't just take bees across state line without this certification to be able to do that. And that, what that does is that guarantees that there's not any mites, there's not any viruses or there's not any disease that could be carried from one state to the next other state. So that, that isn't an, uh, an uh, extra protection that we do have. Can anyone
2: manipulate that?
1: Not that I know of. Now, the, I'm, I'm not going you know, a, somebody committing a crime. They oftentimes you you know you were sheriff. they try to figure out every way in the world oh, yeah. to get by. So this is something you you're bringing up some good points that we're going to really have to watch and probably pass some additional laws protecting that. Now some people may not like that, but we're going to have to really tighten up our laws as far as selling honeybees or buying honeybees. Right now, there's a $500 fine for each hive, for each hive. That's, this is state law mm-hmm. that, uh, is, that is bought that has not been inspected. So you, if somebody sells 10 hives that have never been inspected, they could be fined up to that amount. More than likely, they would be which would be around $5,000. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's... Uh,
2: you're- Do you think the Beekeepers Association needs to get together with this type of uh, um, crime that's going on at this time? Because uh, the the more you, you have bee losses, like we're having right now, uh, the worse it's going to get. And usually, if you can initiate, enact those laws... Quick enough Sometimes you, you, you can put a, um, The loss at, at a very minimum
1: Yeah well we, I think that we've, we've got to do Some really thinking About this Yeah. Truman this is something that's just come up The last four or five years yeah. it, it was unheard of Before that time that anybody That we know of would be stealing uh, a, a beehive And mm-hmm. carrying it off uh, what, what we think is happening is they're able to see these hives from the highway. And there's there's no house around them, nowhere that seems to be monitoring what these crooks will do is they'll come back late at night, mm-hmm. pull up to these hives, and it would take at least two people to load them on a truck. Yeah. They've got to tie them down. And it, they
2: take them intact, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so just I think everybody needs to notice. If you see somebody carrying beehives around late at night, that's very suspicious to me. Yeah. yeah. So
2: they need to call the law enforcement agency yeah. uh, where it occurred.
1: Yes. And we need to all kind of watch out for that. that. That's a terrible type of uh, theft that's going on and uh and this is happening quite more often now than anyone ever realized and
2: uh it's just you think they're putting them in large pickup trucks or or are they putting them in something that that may be covered up
3: um
1: well i thought about that and when you think about it if if someone uh, i i know one theft that took place within the last two or three weeks, mm-hmm. they picked up five or six hives. So you're talking about a lot of hives to pick up and put on a truck. Yeah. I doubt if you could get that many in a van. Yeah. So uh, I, I would think that it'd be on some kind of flatbed truck, but they'd have to tie them down uh, and so that it takes more t- uh, time on their part to get them up there if they're gonna take that many. However, I also know of one incident, instance where somebody pulled up in the field and just took one hive mm. and left four or five there. They, Evidently they just, they, <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. And even even if you know what you're doing, like if I move some hives down to one of my other spots and I cover them up and I tie them down even with that, I have some honeybees that get loose. Yeah. And if you don't have bee equipment on, you're going to get stung. You're going to get stung really bad if you don't know what you're doing. And I suspect these crooks don't know what they're doing. Uh, when they they, do they may
2: have a place to sell them already by the time because uh, you're looking at a lot of problems trying to deal with 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 the the beehive and the bees Mm -hmm. uh, as you take them away from their present location to somewhere else. They almost have to have to have a buyer already.
1: You would think that they may do that uh, or have a source uh, where they think they can sell it. Yeah. But I I don't know of any black market (laughs) that... uh, is buying bees anywhere. I just don't know if that exists. It may. Things change, you know. Yeah. Uh, this may be something that's just beginning to happen. Yeah. That there is a black market for it. If, if it is. I'm
2: surprised there wasn't one before.
1: Yeah. I don't know where it would be. Yeah. And with all of the beekeepers they are throughout the state of Tennessee and other places, uh, surely we would come up on that black market and know something about it yeah. and turn it in to the appropriate authorities and let them handle it.
2: Well, the Sheriff's Department here has some great investigators. Yes. So, uh, putting them on um, it, it, when it happened, I, I think uh, the owner of, what, what was it, Five Hives or something Five like Five Hives. Uh, one of these people who is... Um, One of our educators at one time, and very bright, and I would say that he would be able to give them the information they needed to follow up pretty quickly.
1: Well, I think if if it continues uh, the way it is now, that these people are eventually going to be caught. Yeah. And uh, I think that uh, the average citizen can help us. If you see something strange like that that's going on, it doesn't help to turn. It doesn't hurt to turn in that license plate number and let the sheriff's department check it out. It yeah. won't hurt at all uh, if it's legitimate. Uh, in other words, I sometimes I move my bees around. I don't mind being checked. Yeah. by The sheriff's department, or, you know, or you, I can move from one apiary to the next apiary. I might mm-hmm. move a couple. Uh, of hives uh, sometime during the year. if I get too many in one s- spot, I might move it over here. but that happens very infrequent. If yeah. you see a lot of it, beekeepers don't normally move their bees this time of the year.
2: I so, never see it.
1: Yeah, so if you see that, you know that there's something suspicious about it. Yeah. and uh, we need the general public to help us with that. So uh,
2: it's kind of a unusual time. be doing that anyway i mean here we are right on the threshold of of winter time yeah and things are getting cold so uh you were telling me something earlier when when we were talking before we went on the air that a bee controls the temperature inside the hive that's right it's amazing what a creature that is
1: yeah they they are amazing little creatures yeah uh they have a whole language of their own, and they communicate with each other, and they work in rhythm with each other. Yeah. And I'll give you just a quick example of that. As soon as the baby bees hatch out, they become nursery bees. And the nursery bees turn into house bees. Mm-hmm. They, in other words, they, the nursery bees feeds all of the other baby bees, okay? Okay. So the, the nursery bees then turn to house bees, and then they do the cleaning. They make everything clean inside. Mm-hmm. Also, they keep it warm in there. They have little wings that they keep those wings moving all the time. That keeps the temperature up. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially at this time of the year when it's so cool Yeah. as soon maybe two or three weeks later those house bees turn into bees that go out for the first time first time in their whole life they're mm-hmm. outside the hive. and you, you can tell that as they come out they'll fly up and back down up and down just equating themselves with the the environment where they live, what their hive looks like. If you had a hundred hives sitting right beside of each other, they would know which hive to come back to. They wouldn't, they wouldn't get mixed up. So that's how they know. Then as soon as they orient, orient themselves to that hive and to that environment where they live, then they go out gathering. Mm-hmm. They go out getting nectar and pollen and other things that they need uh, to live, to for, for the hive to survive, and they take it back to the hive. What do and they that, do
2: in the winter time?
1: In the winter time, they uh, they don't do as much of that. When it gets like below, 50, they live
2: off of the, what they've already what collected, what
1: they've all already gathered. Yeah. Now if, this is important this time of the year for beekeepers to watch and make sure that they have plenty of honey to get through the winter time. If they don't, then they're going to have to feed them, and that's a whole different process to get ready to feed them. Now, I have at the end of, like in January and February, if I get worried that my bees, I've got a hive that just didn't have enough honey, Yeah, I can put a little uh, sugar patty on on the inner board mm-hmm. so they wouldn't have to come out and get it. That would keep them, uh, keep them uh, from dying of starvation. But another thing you can do, you can just take plain old granulated sugar Mm -hmm. and put that on your inner board. Just put it up there if you don't have the little patties to uh, put there. So just put granulated sugar, just any kind of sugar, up there and that'll uh, that'll keep them alive until nectar starts coming up.
2: Do they ever get used to the person who goes in and gathers <laughs> their their honey, yeah. and, and uh, it, it seems like with all the work that they go into, they would be very hacked off at, at the person who's going in there and pretty much in their on their side stealing the honey.
1: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll put it this way: I think that bees become accustomed to that beekeeper where they live yeah so and I only do that I only say that by observation because I can walk out to uh, to the, my bees there at the house mm-hmm. and they seem to recognize me you know they don't like for me to take their honey yeah but anyway that that's another story but anyway they seem to recognize me and they'll they'll have fly over and take a look at me and then go back to their hive they they have guards for example, yeah. each hive will have a guard there. And uh, they seem to, they, I think they recognize me. Now, I go down to my other apiary, and they don't seem to recognize me as much because I don't go there as often, like every day. Yeah. You know, those at my house, I, I go out there every day. Yeah. Uh, and I'm working out there sometimes, and they'll come over and visit, see what I'm doing. Now that that's pretty smart for a honeybee, wouldn't you think?
2: I think it is, but <laughs> where do they recognize a partnership there? That's the problem. They seem to be doing all the work, and uh, um, you're sitting back in your office <laughs> and enjoying all the the, the the things that they have produced during that time.
1: Yeah. Well, just remember this. this these are the only critters. That makes enough produce for them and enough for us too, humans. Yeah. They have an excess of it, and uh, well, what
2: would happen to the if a human was not involved in their lives? Uh, what would happen to the over amount of honey that's there?
1: Well, that that's uh, what happens out in the wild. What we call feral bees, wild bees. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they split probably two or three times a summer
3: uh-huh.
1: and move on to different trees in other words they don't keep as large uh, a group of bees in them as we would as we would like in our apiaries where we can add super zone they can't add they, they can't add anything so what they do is they they uh, swarm more often than what we we would do yeah i don't like for my bees to swarm at all and i do some measures to try to cut down on the number of swarms that they have sometimes uh i'll go a whole summer and won't have any swarms some from some of my bees yeah but usually no more than one swarm so uh, i do practice some procedures to try to Uh, keep that from happening
2: we're going to take a quick uh break but uh, i do want to think about does climate uh, affect the bees at all and we'll be right back break
1: time already Uh, yeah you
2: you go quick
0: The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com.
2: I'm Carly Henry and I love Adam's Place. One of the main
4: reasons I love it is because I feel safe here and I feel like it's home and I feel like the people here It's my family.
2: People here are very interesting. We all come from various backgrounds, and I just think that Adams Place is the premier facility of this type, then it's a good choice. And I love Adams Place.
4: We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com.
0: Hello, this is Greg Tidwell from Bell Jewelers. There's nothing like the sparkle of a Bell Jewelers diamond. That's something my father said a long time ago, and we honor that tradition today by picking just the most beautiful diamonds for our Murfreesboro customers. My father, Blake Tidwell, said, if Bell Jewelers can't do it, no one can bell jewelers at 821 northwest broad street we're across the street from toots we're open 10 to 6 during the week 10 to 5 on saturday and close most sundays now an update from the wgnsradio.com news center i'm ron jordan tennessee department of correction is enforcing special
5: rules for sex offenders ahead of halloween Registered sex offenders aren't allowed to put up Halloween decorations, they're not allowed to attend Halloween or fall events, they can't give out candy and must keep their porch light off on Halloween night. The enforcement also ensures sex offenders are complying with conditions of their supervision. The annual enforcement is called Operation Blackout. Meanwhile, grocery delivery and pickup platform Instacart is out with its Halloween candy data report. The company says candy corn is Tennessee's favorite Halloween candy. Nationally, peanut M&M's took the top spot, followed by regular M&M's. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Hershey's Milk Chocolate, and Twizzlers round out the nationwide top five. For those who illegally dump waste in areas of Rutherford County where they think no one is looking... Just purchased Bluetooth trail cams, and we're asking our workhouse who goes out and picks up all this trash, mattresses, refrigerators, things are being dumped. We're going to start trying to catch some of these people with these trail cams. That's Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron. He's trying to curb illegal dumping of trash, or at least nab the ones who are discarding their waste on county roadsides. Since the trail cameras were first installed to catch those illegally littering, at least one camera has been stolen. The mayor of Columbia wants to honor a Good Samaritan who's also a country star. Mayor Chaz Mulder said he wants to give Luke Bryan a key to the city and have him serve as the Grand Marshal of Columbia's Christmas Parade. The mayor sent the tweet after Bryan changed the tire of a Midstate woman who was stranded in Murray County. Bryan was taking his son's hunting in the area on Sunday when he saw the blown-out tire on Courtney Potts' car. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. Michael DeLeon with Steered Straight Thrift Stores. It's a nonprofit thrift store. We take donations. Your donations, support, and purchases help educate youth on the choices and consequences of
1: drugs, bullying, suicide, and other hard topics.
5: Come into our thrift stores, 845 Middle Tennessee and 903 Mercury Boulevard. I'm telling you, you're going to find treasures and you're going to find great deals that you're going to help us save lives. Michael DeLeon, Steered Straight. You're supporting drug education in schools. I can't emphasize enough, it's more important than ever. Hello, I am Frank Caperton. Most people know me as Frank the Computer Guy, but did you
1: know that I also have a camera? I love to shoot events such as weddings and birthday parties, corporate events, family gatherings, ribbon cuttings. I call it event photography. Call or text me at 615-476-7823 or visit frankcaperton.com. I also preserve memories. I digitize and enhance your old family videos. 615-476-7823 or frankcaperton.com.
4: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor
5: weather. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, a high in the upper 60s. Northeast winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, chance for rain showers late alone near 52. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS.
4: Currently, it's 42.
5: Premiere 6 Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights. Showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premiere
0: 6 on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, And streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: I think we're back, Zane. We're back.
2: Yeah, we weren't even talking about bees on, on the five minutes that we were off the air. Yeah. But there's a lot going on right now, especially with the beekeepers.
1: Yeah, the Beekeepers Association of Tennessee, and this is a good news. We have a new TBA president. It's David Hale. He's from uh, around West Tennessee. And mm-hmm. it's been a long time since we've had a, uh, a TBA president from yeah. West Tennessee. So I think it's time. And uh, all that I know about him, he's a pretty good guy. He's really dedicated to the work for Tennessee Beekeepers Association and Tennessee Beekeepers. So I, I, we're looking for uh, great things from him. His, yeah. his term will run for two years. And How uh,
2: much difference was does one person make being in that type of position? It,
1: it makes a, a, a lot of uh, uh, difference in... It they, they gives us a lot of guidance, Yeah, you know, the kinds of things that we ought to be doing. And it, he goes and he keeps up with all of the other different agencies in the state mm-hmm. and what they're doing for pollinators and helping to make sure that our bees have a good... Uh, Fair chance of survival, yeah. and that includes and in, uh, also the chemical companies in the state of Tennessee and others that uh, produce chemicals that is sprayed for agricultural purposes and so on. You got
2: to have a strong influence on that, doesn't yes, you? Yes,
1: he does, and and he sets the agenda to our meeting mm-hmm. meetings. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've got our first winter meeting that's coming up. I'd say mm-hmm. fall meeting that's coming up uh, november the 13th it'll be at the ag center in uh, lebanon mm-hmm. and that starts at 12:30 and usually will be over about 3:30. everybody anybody any beekeeper can come but it's uh, the directors from each one of our beekeepers organization that will be doing the voting where we'll vote on different agendas items on the agenda, questions that we'd have, or uh, things that we would want to spend our money on that we have. Do you have
2: directors from each county?
1: We have directors from not only each county, but from each uh, beekeeper association, like the Rutherford County Beekeepers Association. Because of the size of us, we have three directors from uh, our group. Yeah, and I'm one of them. Yeah. So uh, we have two others. Like if we can't, if something happens. They're having a meeting. We can't uh, get there. Then we'll get an alternate, somebody to take our place. Right. But we have representation uh, to the T B Tennessee Beekeepers Association from Rutherford County Beekeepers Association. Yeah. So in other words, we are the ones that really make the decision about the direction of TBA, but the president kind of gives us the the guidance that we need. Does he coordinate
2: Uh, all that? Yes, he does, he
1: coordinates all of it. He handles the the business meeting that we have. And there there are a lot of things that go on like that. Like we're looking very carefully now at the March 4th and 5th uh, to have our uh, conference uh, here in Murfreesboro at the uh, student union building so we still have plans for that and we hope that uh,
2: since it had to be put off a couple of times yes that
1: was put off from october yeah. so we we still have our plans and it looks like the virus is going down in the state of tennessee so we hope that uh, a lot of the uh, guest speakers main speakers that we have that are coming in won't have hesitancy about coming to middle tennessee See, they have to fly in, and then come on and uh, to where wherever we're having our meetings. So, is this we,
2: virus affecting the bees at all? Say that again. The virus that is affecting humans. Yes. Is, is that coronavirus? Is is that affecting uh, any other animal life? You might say. We
1: don't know of any that it has. Yeah. We, we just there's there's no evidence that it affects anything but humans. Yeah and uh, this delta virus has been uh, contagious really contagious so there's been a hesitancy about moving around from out of state to in state and other places yeah Uh, for myself you know i've uh, i've been vaccinated uh moderna uh vaccination and i also have received a booster so <laughs> i'm trying to keep up with that because i'm in with a lot of other groups large groups of people yeah so when you have uh, uh 200 people to show up to one of these meetings you need to have protection as much as you possibly can And well, most-
2: maybe if you guys just met on halloween and you would all wear your mask uh everything would be pretty safe
1: yeah well i'm not as worried about halloween because most of that is outdoors yes so you're not as likely to catch oh i
2: hope the kids have a
0: great time yeah i do too i think
1: i think they will but if you're uh in inside in a building with two or three hundred people i think you need to be cautious that
2: is a lot of people yes it is There's. uh I, I'm sure you guys have informed MTSU the numbers that it will be there, and all the parking space I believe would probably be mostly taken care of during that. Well, time. my
1: understanding this is probably going to be spring break for MTSU. That's good. So that, if that's true, that will give us a lot more parking area that yeah. we would have close to the student union building. So uh, I'm I'm hopeful that that. That will be able to uh, continue as we have it planned now. If it if it is, you're you're talking about anywhere from 800 to 1,000 people to show up. Wow! Plus all of all of the uh, vendors, people that are selling uh, beekeeping equipment and supplies, they will be there showing their produce. So uh, that it's it's an exciting time for beekeepers. So I w- certainly would like. For, and you don't have to be a beekeeper to be there. You can still come. Uh, it's a small... You could
2: be starting, wanting to start being yeah. a beekeeper. Yeah.
1: Uh, if, if you're a gardener, yeah. uh, you know, you're a master gardener, that would be a great place for you to hang out and listen to some of the programs. We have classes every 45 minutes to an hour. You can go to a different class, mm-hmm. and uh, we have... Uh, really uh skilled people that are handling those classes. And they it's done in a very uh technology way. It's it's not boring. Yeah. It's it's kinda like the Truman show, you know, how fast time
2: goes, goes by, by. Too fast. Yeah. <laughs> you you think about all the subjects we cover and yeah. and in a blink of the eye it's yeah. all gone. Just like the subjects that will be taught over there. Um I know how much you Become um, Involved in Studying bees mm-hmm. It's amazing to me that There's still um, New subjects that are being brought up yeah. That you're not aware of yet
1: Well there's Research that comes out Every, every week or so Yeah. Uh, some of the I would like to talk Just a minute about some current Research that is just turning the beekeeping world upside down Mm -hmm. now we've known for a long time that uh, when bees go out and they find a lot of nectar they come back to the hive and they talk to each other they do it in a little dance and we think through our research now this is research people that are giving us this information that depending on how large the dance is that that bee is doing, Mm -hmm. tells us how much, tells the other bees how much nectar there is at the site that he's found. Now, how do they know what direction it is? How do they know where to go to, how far it is? We've observed these bees, they go out, they go straight up for about 100, 200 feet and then straight to where that nectar is. How do they know that? Well, it seems... Did they go to school? Yeah, (laughs) it seems that this beekeeper was sitting on his porch one day and he was eating his biscuit or toast and jelly. And these bees would show up every day at the same time. Now, I don't know if they were the same bees, but they would show up every mm-hmm. day to get their bite of that jelly, anything oh, wow. sweet. So he got to... They didn't
2: just force themselves then. Yeah.
1: E- even if he didn't go out there on the patio or on his porch, yeah. the bees would show up every day, even though he's not there. Now, how did they know what time? Can bees tell time? Truman, do they know time? I think I saw one
2: with a Timex watch on one time when I was outside in my clover. I think that's when I first noticed that.
1: Okay. Well, what research is telling us? Yes, they do. Yeah. They have an inner clock inside them mm-hmm. that tells them exactly what time of the day it is, or night, or whatever. And they that clock told them that that guy that. Beekeeper came out and ate his jelly every morning at 7.30. And that's, that's
2: one question I've got on that.
1: And they showed up.
2: Did the beekeeper that would go out and eat his jelly, did he ever share that with some of the bees?
1: Yes, he did. He The bees, if you've ever been out on the patio with something sweet, yeah. and I've done that myself, the bees are good. They're not going to ask if they can have a bite. They're going to come right on and get a bite of it. We have a call? Yes, we have a caller. Caller, welcome
2: aboard with Zane
3: Cantrell.
1: Yes, uh, I've been reading quite a bit about uh, the fake honey that's being produced
6: now. Is that genetically modified, or how is that done to make it fake
1: honey?
2: Did you hear him well enough? Repeat. Could, Could you repeat that a little bit louder, please?
1: Yes. How
6: are these people manufacturing this fake honey? Uh, is it genetically modified? Is it chemically modified, or how is that done?
2: Zane, that's your that's your question. Well, repeat it. You, oh, you didn't hear him? Yeah, you repeat. It. Uh, somehow they're they're producing as uh, genetically type honey that they're producing, uh, how are they uh, being able to do that?
1: Well, uh, I don't think they're doing that genetically. I think what they do is they heat, that through heat, they heat up the honey product, and they also add other things to it as they heat it. So it's not, a, it's not a new product at all. It's not genetically changed, but they may use corn syrup. They may use uh, other types of syrup along with honey, and they heat it, and it becomes homogenized. And I think that's what you're talking about. I've not seen any evidence of re... Generating honey anywhere yeah. I just don't think that would be possible Only bees can do that Now bees have certain uh, organs within their body That converts the nectar to what we know as, uh, as honey And then it's packed inside of the hive mm-hmm. And uh, it has a lot of moisture to it But they they wait before they, the bees wait a long time. There's a process that goes through, chemical process in, in that hive. And they wait a long time until the moisture leaves the honey that's been generated. And when it reaches a certain point, the bees know that it's ready to be capped. And that's when they cap it. Uh, Now that, and this is a, and the caller, this is a good point that uh, you're making here. Only honeybees can make the real product. Man can't do it. We just don't have the knowledge to be able to do it. I'm not saying somewhere down the road uh, that it might not happen, but I I don't think that I would want to eat the the, uh, generated type of honey. That's a good question. We have another caller.
2: Caller, welcome aboard with Zane Cantrell.
6: Uh, Yes, sir. I was just curious. Uh, I live in a neighborhood, and I just just wondered if it's a good idea to try to uh, keep bees in a neighborhood.
2: Did you hear that uh is it a good idea to keep bees in a neighborhood i guess yes, kind of uh, like a city neighborhood or yeah like uh,
1: that. we do have uh, some requirements uh i'd say the beekeepers have requirements yeah if you have a small lot uh you wouldn't want to keep more than one or two if you're in a subdivision yeah. but i would certainly want to talk to my neighbors and make sure it's all right with them. More than likely, if you have one or two hives at the back of your property, that's protected uh, from, uh, uh, from you know trees around and they're protected in that way, yeah. most neighbors would not uh, object at all. But you wouldn't want to bring in, say five or six or seven hives in a subdivision in a small area at all. They'd have a very difficult time of living. But I I think it would be a great opportunity uh, to have a couple of hives in your backyard, no matter what size it is. And that's kind of the rule of thumb that uh, Tennessee Beekeepers Association and the Rutherford Beekeepers Association would have in a small uh, area. Don't try to put more than one or two hives there.
2: since uh, it just popped up in my head probably doesn't uh, mean a whole lot but if if you go through your neighborhood and advise them that you're going to have bees in your backyard or something like that do you ever ask the question does anyone in your family have um, an allergic to re- yeah. uh, reaction to well bees that that's a
1: good boat. point and uh, usually those folks who uh could have a reaction to a sting, it would not just be a honeybee sting. A honeybee would be the least of your problems. There would be bumblebees, there's also especially wasps that have uh, more of a a terrible type of uh, poisonous sting that you would receive. A honeybee sting is not really all that poisonous Mm -hmm. okay like uh, I get stings now from time to time I don't even swell from it so I have no out but you have to be careful if you do have allergies to uh, stings and remember that's one of the reasons that you would want to talk to your your neighbor uh, somebody living close to you we're not talking blocks down down the street from you but those people who uh, who are at risk should have that epipen yeah to be able to get that quick uh, uh, shot if you do get stung by any kind of bee not just a honeybee but any kind of bee so that that is a uh, good point to be able to be uh, protected from it yeah
2: but most beehives uh, I presume are out in the in the country yeah in away from yeah. a lot of people or something yeah. like that yeah. but bees can they can show up anywhere in the swarm. Oh yeah. When they're looking to uh, change homes or something yeah. like
1: that. Yeah. Well, I, I get quite a bit, of, quite a number of calls from people who live in subdivisions that say, "Okay, these bees have just shown up in a tree in my backyard. Can you mm-hmm. come and uh, help me with this?" And I, I always go as quickly as I possibly can. So regardless of of whether you have a beehive in your backyard or you're going to come into contact with these honeybees from time to time. And the best thing for you to do is call a beekeeper to come just as as quickly as you possibly can. Now we have a list of all of the beekeepers that are around here in Murfreesboro and Mm -hmm. in Rutherford County at the Lane Ag Center. All you have to do is get on their website and it tells you who they are and gives their telephone number so you can start calling. And a lot of times, and this doesn't bother me at all, uh, I'll call back, I'll get a call and I was not able to take it at time. I'll call back and they have another beekeeper that's coming that's fine. Just as long as we have a beekeeper, that's coming to take care of these bees that happen to show up in a swarm. It doesn't hurt my feelings or any other beekeeper. The thing that we want to do is make sure that these bees are well taken care of.
2: What if someone calls you and tells you that you have a swarm, uh, they have a swarm of bees that are inside their house or something like that because they can go pretty much anywhere they want to? Yeah
1: yeah they, I do have that from time to time, and there are certain beekeepers that specialized in going into houses. In other words, they're pretty good carpenters, yeah, and they can uh, and they have the equipment that uh, can uh, get them out of a house. Yeah. and it's uh, but there is a charge for that. That's not a free service. So there are two or three guys around in Rutherford County that I know of, and they're also listed over there. On that same site so if you have them in your house you've got a whole different kind of problem now I don't even I don't try to do that it's time-consuming it takes a long time to get them all out it might take a week and uh, also I'm not that good a carpenter to be able to cut out a spot and then put it back like it should be and uh, I, I just I don't do that, and a lot of beekeepers don't do that. But there are those who specialize in it. My services are free. Yeah. I don't charge anything for mine. I'll come and I'll pick up the bees, get them out of, get them out of your yard, take care of whatever I need to, as long as they're not in your house.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, if or outbuilding or too place, complicated. Yeah, yeah. A place like that. So that that is a specialized area. Yeah.
2: Once you say if if I call you and and I've got a bunch of them that are swarming in a tree uh, in, in my backyard, say, what will you do with those particular bees? How long does it take you to to have them um, uh, incarcerated <laughs> enough to to take them somewhere else? Um, what if someone is looking for? am I'm, I'm kind of Bouncing around in my head What will you do with those bees
1: Well as as soon as I get the call I I have my equipment I put it in my truck And I head out I put their address in my telephone And it takes me right to where they are So uh, Hopefully they're not up two or three hundred feet or a hundred feet in a tree yeah. if they are I'm not going to climb that tree yeah uh, if you wait You're a few pretty good shape, shapes eh? yeah I know but if you wait two or three I want to stay in good shape yeah. <laughs> climb up those trees and fall yeah <laughs> never get over it especially at my age anyway uh, th- then normally you know they're not up real high so yeah. you can ease up cut a branch off and ease them back down and put them in your box and seal them up. I usually put. Is it too I usually will put uh, uh, a cloth over them with, um, yeah. and so on, and then carry them to my hive. We got another call. We have
2: another call. All Caller, right. Welcome
1: aboard, with Zane. Go ahead
4: good morning i'm enjoying listening to you all but uh, i had to step away from the radio for a few minutes and i missed part of it but you were talking about uh do the animals and things get the covid virus uh
1: no i we have no evidence that animals get the covid uh yes
4: sir yes sir. Uh, we don't know
1: we don't know that uh even if they did it it would be uh something that uh, vet would have to uh diagnose but we don't know of any animals that would uh, uh catch Well give
4: the, me ju- give me just a minute please. I okay. watch a Go. program it's called the, the Bronx Zoo and they have uh lions and tigers who have had that and have been treated for it and if you google it you'll find it. But I've seen it on their TV programs. I watched a um I believe the California Zoo and the Bronx Zoo out of New York, they have had it. Wow. So they do have it.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Well, have they been treated or vaccinated for it?
4: Well, I saw him vaccinating one other day, and he was rubbing his arm after it. It was a uh, – <laughs> <laughs> okay. but anyway, they right. have had it in the zoo.
1: Yes. Well, you know what they say, uh, only in California.
4: <laughs> well, this is in New York. Sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. well, that's...
4: Okay,
1: thank you. That's, thank you. We appreciate your call and appreciate your question. Maybe but,
2: that's why everybody from New York and California yeah. is moving
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> to get away from the virus. <laughs> yeah. Bless their hearts. Yeah. But uh, we're not aware of any of yeah. our domestic animals that are... Uh, that that there's widespread uh, coronavirus among them. There may be some. I don't know. It's something you'd have to check with the yeah. uh, vets around here. They would know for sure. Uh, also, we're n- we're not talking about uh, honeybees catching a coronavirus. That's yeah. just not going to happen. There is a virus that uh, bees can have. Now, the way the the virus has always been here uh, uh, with our bees. it's but pretty the,
2: deadly for them yeah also, but the,
1: what happens is the mites get on now the mites don't kill the bees. you hear yeah. treatment of mites and how you treat for mites from time to time. but the mites don't kill the bees. what they do is weaken the bees according to research and then the virus sits in and that's what eventually kills the bees yeah. but before that bee will die say he has the virus from from the mites mm-hmm. he will leave the hive and get as far away from it as he can yeah now th- the reason they do that is the hive comes first hmm. the the living symbol of all of the bees is that one hive. That's what they live for, for their hive. You know, make. humans used to do that many years ago. Yeah, I suppose I've heard that. Yeah. But anyway, we know that bees have been around here for millions of years. Yeah. And the reason we know that is we have found them in amber. You know how amber, yeah. you know, the sap is real sweet the bees gets on the sap millions of years ago and they get caught in it and it turns to amber and we find them there just other insects as well but bees have been found that have been here since the dinosaurs so uh, we we know that the bees have been here for a long long time and there's a good reason for it do
2: we ever study or have we ever studied bees say at the grammar and high school level uh, it, it's something that's really uh, important to us all and, and uh, I know that you've been in the was in the school system forever at the top level and um, do we teach the things that we need to teach in those particular levels I was I was uh, listening to, to someone who was saying that a lot of times we don't even teach in a civics class anymore. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why have we gotten away from so many important things?
1: I think that, unfortunately, we uh, we center too much on testing, testing kids. Yeah. Uh, we but test what them, are, what give are we them gonna pretest. Utilize
2: those particular subjects that yeah. we have, we have lost that yeah. over the years. Yeah.
1: Well, the state has some very strict curriculum that teachers must uh, adhere to. And they, uh, they give them pre-tests, they give them post-tests, they give them after-tests, they give them all kinds of tests. They test them to death. Mm-hmm. Instead of worrying about uh, the, the child, they're doing more about the testing. Yeah. Testing becomes a curriculum. So that's, uh, we got another call coming in here. Yes, this we is do. great.
2: Caller, welcome aboard with Zane Cantrell.
1: Yes, sir.
6: I just called about, I was weed eating in my yard here about a month ago, and, and I didn't have no idea it was that. And I got close to around a tree there, and, and man, they, they got me. They woke me up about five or six times. I was running all over the yard trying to get away. Wow. I'm wondering, I want to know how long do they stay there? I mean, do I have to watch is, that spot? When did that happen? Uh, about a month ago, I guess. Yeah, were they in the ground? No, they're in the bottom of a tree stump. In a, were the tree, trees, or or
1: it was honeybees. It was honeybees. Was honey was honey yeah. Wasn't yellow jacket? Yeah, they they probably won't last more than this winter. They'll they'll leave. So uh, I don't think you'll have much to worry about. Uh, okay. the thing I'm concerned. Yeah, the thing I'm concerned about caller is that this these may be yellow jackets. Yellow jackets get into stumps and they get also into the ground this time of the year. You hardly ever yeah, well, see honeybees.
6: Well, I right. don't know if they, what what are you talking about. But I know bees, I reckon They were little bit. They're little, they little bee, but they could be, I don't know, in a way yeah, they they're, got they're,
1: me. <laughs> Yeah, they're yellow jackets. The little okay. bitty bees. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, yellow jackets. Uh-huh. I can tell you. Oh,
2: uh, <laughs> Uh, the difference between okay. the yellow jacket sting and the honeybee sting.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they're they very <laughs> aggressive. Honeybees are not that aggressive, you, the, but those yeah, yellow jackets are.
6: Yeah, because they followed me. Four or five of them just followed me all while I was running. They were just following me. Yeah. Okay, then. That's what I was wondering about.
1: Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Good luck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Isn't it, it, it? It's always seemed interesting to me that the ones that will come out of the ground the
1: insects
2: yeah they sting worse than anything else they are unbelievable yeah
1: i get a lot of calls this time of the year about bees that are in the ground or in a stump yeah. or a place like that and uh, so, so many people I, last time i got a call i said take a picture of it yeah. and let me and send it to me on my phone it's a great thing now yeah. to do that and i usually will ask them to make pictures before i go out to make sure I know what I'm uh, getting, what I need. And uh, the last time, this is about a week ago, uh, they were concerned about bees, honeybees all over the bush. Well, these were not honeybees, they were yellow jackets. So they sent me a picture There's of There's a them. big difference
2: in the look of a yellow jacket <laughs> yeah. and a honeybee.
1: Yeah, what the yellow jackets do is they bore a hole down in the ground. Yeah. And the, that's where they make their nest. And this time of the year, you kind of notice them more than any other time. And they were down in under this bush in the ground, and they'd come up. They were sitting on the bush, but they were yellow jackets. So you got—the <laughs> the bad, the bad thing is— is that the honeybee gets the rap for these yellow, uh, aggressive yellow jackets. Well, there's
2: the good, the bad, and the ugly. The The honeybee is the good. Yeah. And uh, if you've ever been out uh, cutting your yard or something like that, and then all of a sudden something comes out of the ground, and almost it hits you hard enough that it could have been a baseball bat, that's a bumblebee. Yeah, I is. mean there's there's nothing that can hit you like a bumblebee. Yeah. And and, and they, uh uh you disturb them then you've got a problem on <laughs> yes. your hands.
1: Yes you do. And uh, I I don't know uh, a better way to get rid of them but you don't need you don't need these yellow jackets in your backyard. Yeah. But uh, also understand yellow jackets are also uh, part of this business of uh, uh, of pollinating things so they are good pollinators but they are extremely aggressive and uh, you don't really want them in your backyard hopefully they'll get out and go somewhere else
2: the the people that are using um sprays and things like that to kill insects um are we doing the wrong thing uh, basically uh, without knowing exactly what what the um, p- penalty for mm-hmm. that is as far as spraying it around and yeah. and spreading poisons? Yeah.
1: Well, here's what the research shows on that. And uh, just remember, back in our days, uh, the uh, uh, government would... Sp- come out and spray along the highways and ditches and so on and uh, spray chemicals uh, insecticides and uh, the research shows that it doesn't it doesn't do any good it may make you feel better it may make you think that you're getting rid of mosquitoes or unwanted uh, insects but it really doesn't what happens you may kill a few uh, and you may kill a few in your backyard but over here in somebody else's yard, these insects, uh, especially mosquitoes, sense that some have been killed over here in your yard, so they have just come from different places. You'd have to spray the whole community to get rid of all of the unwanted uh, mosquitoes. The best thing to get rid of mosquitoes is to make sure there's no water accumulating yeah. anywhere on your yard. So, uh and the more you spray these chemicals the more you're going to kill our bees so you you know you need to really be careful about that i think probably one of the worst things that we do in our neighborhoods is that we spray for uh, mosquitoes and it does no it does more harm than it does good but i i don't think people realize that it's going to get into the ground it's going to also get into our groundwater, mm-hmm. and it we recycle. Understand, in this in this world, we have so much water, we don't make any more water. It just it comes right back to us, and if it's coming back to us with all these chemicals in it, you're killing yourself. You're killing your family. So yeah. you don't need to do that. Now that's what the research. That's what the science is showing us. Uh, but then we have a lot of people who won't believe that
2: yeah Well, you've taught me more than I can remember Zane <laughs> So I'll have to get you back I, I, I will my brain will recover in, in maybe a couple of weeks or something sure. like that. And we'll do it all over again, but we'll have different subjects. because yeah. I, I people really enjoy listening to you. Well, it's a it, it, it's it's really uh, uh, great to to be able to listen to those type things, and um, we've all grown up with bees. Every one of us, and uh, uh, they've been a major part of our lives, whether yeah. we have the
1: beehives or not. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful that we've gotten three or four calls this morning. Yeah. That. I'm so happy that people will call in, have yeah. their questions. These are wonderful times to get your questions answered. Yeah. And I hope we've uh, done that for all of the folks that have called in. Uh, just uh, uh, talk real loud when you do call. Uh, I, my hearing is not the best in the world, so I have to ask Truman to make sure he listens to what what's being said. But I, I love these questions. Uh, so I, sho-
2: I showered my ears this morning <laughs> So I can't hear better I always have to do that when you're on I thoroughly enjoyed it Zane And uh, can't wait to the next classroom okay, we we'll set up here In
1: a couple of weeks I'll be back with okay. you And uh, hopefully uh, we at one of our meetings before March We can get David Hale, the TBA president Oh over that here. would be great to uh, meet with us. We'll try to arrange that. And I think it'd be awesome just to get the new TBA president here and find out what he has on his mind for beekeeping in the state of Tennessee.
2: All right, guys. We will see you in the morning at nine o'clock.
0: From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard,